0: that which gets gets praised you're listening to the hardwood hustle brought to you by pgc basketball thank you for tuning in you're listening to the hardwood hustle broadcasting here at emmanuel college i'm your host adam bradley alongside tj rosine today we're going to be talking about giving your players room to learn but before we do let's say a quick shout out to my friends hustlers we've got some things you don't want to miss thanks our friends over at team snap for today's communication tip of the episode Here's a very simple yet very complex strategy to help you and I become a better communicator. Slow down. I bet if you look back at the trail of your miscommunications, maybe the last 15 to 20 instances where there was miscommunication present, my guess is that there was some form of busyness that took place. And had you slowed down in that moment, in that moment you could have communicated more effectively. I know I'm guilty of it. I go through the process extremely quick. I throw out something very fast and in the midst of that busyness there's miscommunication. If I had chose just to slow down and be a little bit more thorough with my communication assuring that both parties are in agreement, miscommunication would have been reduced significantly. So this week I'd like to challenge you simply to slow down. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com. They're serving over 15 million people around the world with their communication app that is saving coaches so much time as it relates to organizing all the things that take place throughout the course of a season. And secondly, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Shot Tracker. We had a chance a few months ago to go out to Kansas City to their headquarters and see their technology in live person firsthand, and it was unbelievable. And coaches, I'm excited for you all because you all will get a chance to experience this as they bring high-level analytics to the masses in an affordable manner that all high schools can take advantage of it across the country. Check out ShotTracker.com to learn more about their new team product today. TJ, this is a topic that's been on my heart. It's something I've been witnessing firsthand as I've you know, get a chance to watch a lot of basketball practices, you know, obviously as you go through your practice, TJ, there's a, a certain amount of time where you are trying to implement a new drill, a new exercise, a new set. There's some type of implementation. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm afraid the more I watch coaches, I'm afraid and, and have sat back wondering where is the patience within coaching? Has it gone away? Mm. Is it a lost start? You know, coach explains the drill, right? The the players go through it one time. He blows a whistle. No, 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 no. Take it back. Take it back. All of a sudden, they go through the drill again, and they mess up again. And before you know it, now the coach is flipping their lid, mm. right? Like, what are you doing? I already told you, go through here. And, and, and they start yelling. And all of a sudden, I can see the player, right, deer in headlights. They start, like, now even, like, tightening up even more, you know, they were already unsure and unconfident about what to do in the set or the exercise. Now they're even more tight and, and then all of a sudden I just see that they try it again but there's this timid and there's this kind of, uh, you know, walking on eggshells feeling yeah. from the player. Yeah. What happened to coaches giving players room to learn? Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it from a teaching perspective, right, teachers aren't responding that way. All right, teachers are teaching something, and then there's this patience, knowing that it's going to take a minute to get it. It's going to take some time to get it. I know there's a balance there. Where is that balance?
1: Yeah. And this, have coaches lost patience? Well, this is why you're a philosopher and not a coach, and you're hating on coaches right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm asking coaches. Yeah, I know. I know. I, um, here's this is this is a this is a tough one, and this is super important for coaches right here, um, because. What happens, I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to zoom out and go even bigger picture for a second, right? At the end of the day, we all get into coaching because we have grand ideas and usually we want to make an impact and we want to do everything right. And then all of a sudden the pressure comes and then you start making decisions in the moment and you start trying to do this and... Coaches lose their compass of why they actually got into coaching. And we do right well. A microcosm of that, or an example that's smaller, than that is the one that you're giving right now. Is basically, you get into coaching, you have this idea of teaching your players to do all these things really well. Then all of a sudden, you have a game tomorrow or two days away, and you know you only got an hour and a half left of practice time. So then, that's where it all crunches in. You know what I mean? I definitely find myself having more patience in the preseason than I do two days before a game or three days before a game because we got to get this. This has got to happen, and so I think that I think timing plays into that for sure on, on what we have to do this. I think a lot of times where I see coaches fail, myself included, is when the level of accountability doesn't meet the level of teaching. You know, so we 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 have this high expectation of this has got to get done right now, but we haven't taught it well. And to me, where I flip my lid a little bit or I get upset is when I really believe the level of teaching and the opportunity time to to learn it has been. Put there, and they're still not doing it. That's when the tension rises with me. Um, you know, because there's some players, just like students, that will take as long as you give them. You tell them the player that the, the, the uh, you know, that the papers do Monday at four. And they'll be like, can I get extension? Can I get to take? They'll take as long as they can, and it's no different with players playing the game. Like some will take as long as they possibly can, but you want it done as quick as possible so you can move on to the next thing. And so there are times when you do have to raise the ante a little bit, and you do have to put a little bit of pressure on those things. But a lot of times, I do think coaches need to ask themselves. Listen. Have I given them time to learn this? Have I taught it to the highest level? Like, should all this be done? And if it's not being done, maybe there's some level of anxiety or whatever we're coaching that. But a lot of times, we do flip our lid before we've actually given them time to learn or taught it well.
0: And I, you know what? I'm standing up for the players on this one. You know, yeah, you I've, got are. The, I've got the players yeah. back because I, I sit back and watch from an outsider looking in, and and. You know, I'll hear a coach say, how many times do I have to repeat this? I've already said it. You know, go through here, and, and I want to chime in and actually say, well, coach, frankly, you've only said it twice, and both times wasn't really clear, actually, not even from my perspective. You, I bet
1: you were a freaking joy to coach. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know,
0: but it's true, right? Like, you know, coaches, you know, the thing is, they, they understand it in their mind. So, it's, it's like they
1: think the well, players go, should just it. I'm going to extend it for the it coaches up. here. Well, you said they said it twice. How many times do you want? You know, you've only said it twice. Yeah, but twice isn't good if okay. neither is good. So well, how many? If, if so me, how many do you want? So how many? How many is fair? Like I think that's where it's tough for coaches to figure out. You know, should I be able to say it once and that be it, or do I need you know? Do I need to put a limit on this? Is that by the third time is when I should expect you to get it.
0: So it's not necessarily a quantity issue, okay, because it could be a quality issue, right? You have said it twice. I get that. But, Coach, you haven't actually been clear in your instructions either time. I've listened, and I think I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm not quite sure if I would have known what to do there and done it confidently. And, okay, that's cool that you said it twice. Can, can I get a little bit of grace, or does it have to be perfect after the second time? Okay, to the point where, like, if I do mess up, it's not a matter of messing up. At least in my opinion, I'm trying to find the line on this episode, TJ. So I mess up the second time around as a player, and then I get flipped at, you know, yelled at. Now all of a sudden, guess what? I've tightened up. Like my my mistake. um,
1: uh, freedom to make a mistake has restricted significantly. Now I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. So you, you know what you need to do. I, I, I think this is a, a really good answer to this question right here, coaches. You need to ask the question and give time for responses. So I do this all the time in practice. Here's what we're doing. We're going two, three. We're trapping every pass on the left side of the floor. Are there any questions about that? You know. So then give time. Do, to players, hold the on, players? Hold on. Okay. Okay. I know what you're going to ask. Yes, I've already created the environment. Where it's fair to ask questions, where it's a safe place to ask questions, I'll even say that. listen, if you don't know, ask a question now. Does anybody not know we got you, coach. I've cleared the air like we now know like what needs to happen in this scenario and I, and I think that creating it now i do I've seen a ton of coaches. any questions about that? okay, let's go, you know and I' <laughs> move on right and then if they don't give time right. for a question, you need to answer. I get that too, but i I think if you've created a safe space. To be able to go, listen. Hey, does there anybody not have any clarity on that? You know, are you sure? Do I need to go over it again? I think those types of questions are clarifying, and when you've gotten to that point, then I think you you, you can now, now. There's a high level of accountability.
0: That's fair. I'm afraid there's not a lot of programs that have that safe place and have
1: created that culture. Yep. Okay. Right. It's, they're, they're asking the question, not, not wanting a response.
0: Well, I mean, because a player's not going to give a response because yeah. then they look in, inadequate, right? Yeah. They don't look prepared. They look like they're behind. They yeah. look like they're struggling. Uh, coach, can you explain that again? It's like, what, are you slow? You know, like yeah. just naturally <laughs> right, that could be right, the yeah, reaction yeah, yeah, from yeah. the coach. So, listen, it is safer to put your hand down, okay, and pretend <laughs> right, that you yeah. know. Yeah. But But once again. It is painful. Yeah. It can be painful when you walk into a gym and see coaches doing this. Coaches, I just want to challenge you, right? Are you articulating it clearly? Are you giving your players time to learn? All right. Are you jumping in quicker than you probably should? Are you raising your voice quicker than you probably should? Are you beginning to yell and express frustration quicker than you probably should? And is your yelling, is your uh, quick trigger emotionally actually hurting the progress like now all of a sudden your players are actually you know performing tighter than they were before yeah. i just think once again if we you know you you talk about it all the time tj and I absolutely love it right going from coaching to
1: teaching yeah right yeah i yeah i've got a thought i mean but teacher like if you're
0: teaching it yeah you you have not actually getting to that
1: point you're, you should still be in teaching mode i love the quote you have not taught until the student has learned you know, until they've learned, you haven't taught it. And so that's to me, that's the highest level of accountability for a teacher. You assume if they don't know, it was your fault. Now, I, that's hard, right? I mean, that's hard all the time to do that. But if you wanted to take the highest road possible, you just assume if they haven't learned, you haven't taught it well enough. And so if they don't know, they're not doing the right thing, like you haven't gotten to that point then you haven't asked enough questions, you haven't got a place. I think it's the highest possible road you can take as a, um, as a coach is thinking that way. And I do try and take that road as much as possible to think, you know, if they haven't learned, then it's my fault that I haven't taught it well enough.
0: So in essence, you should be on it yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, you, you're taking accountability for your teaching. Like, it has not learned. Now, now but, it
0: does get to a point where that you, yeah. draw, you draw that line. Okay, mm-hmm. listen, at this point, you need to know it. I just I think people I think coaches are jumping across that line before that line should be there.
1: Yeah, I agree, and that's where I think those clarifying questions come back. You know, it says you know at the end of the day, how can I teach you better if you don't tell me that you don't know? You know what I mean? We all have that frustration, but I've also seen that play out, man. You're right. Like there's a lot of young people that have a lot of reasons for not at answering questions. So I think a lot of that groundwork needs to be done on the front end. I mean, I experienced this the other day. Probably a whole nother topic, but I had one of my players being. Um, asked questions by the police and I was extremely uncomfortable on how they were asking the questions and how he was responding you know and and it, it was eye-opening to me I don't think the officers were trying to do anything wrong but they obviously didn't know this young man like I knew it and they had no idea like he had no idea how to articulate to them the way he could articulate to me and I was scared. so I at the, at the moment I wanted to call a timeout and just say wait a second listen you're not teaching well very well Mr. Officer you know what I mean like because this student does not know how to respond to you. And I think that that that, that part of that has to – we have to keep in mind that we do have influence over these people, right? And so it, it, the, even though we think we asked a the question, there is a level of fear a lot of times there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and especially on coaches that are fairly intimidating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like coaches that are aggressive, and, and and we know who you are, and you know who you are. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, if you ask me a question, I'm going to say I know it, right? Because I'm afraid of what could come if I say I don't know it. You know, But I think there's some clues and some things and signals that coaches could look at with their players to help them identify if their players are getting it. I think if you have an aggressive player and you're watching them go through a drill and they're doing it timidly, there's a chance that they may not know the drill. What are some other drills, TJ, or some other signs, TJ, that maybe you could see through your players that would tell you and communicate to you, I don't think they quite know it? Mm-hmm. I certainly think the the decrease in aggressiveness yeah right All of a sudden they're just not going through it aggressively you can kind of tell they're like thinking through the drill as they're going through it, so they're not quite getting it and yet are there any other kind of clues signs that you could read from your players
1: yeah i mean i think anytime um <clears throat> anytime that they their communication level drops i think is one thing because when people know what they're doing they tend to talk more and when they don't talk then they tend to be like i don't know exactly what i'm doing here i think that's one thing i think like you said if they gingerly walk out there and go to their spot and they're not moving very well it's probably a sign that they're not really crystal clear on what they're doing i think if they look at you or they look to a leader that's a sign that they might not know what's going on right there if you call out four people to start it and you only get one or two to jump out there quickly Probably a sign the group doesn't know very well. Because most of the time, if you, hey, need the first four out there to do this, but they know clearly what's going on, they'll get out there. And so I think those are a couple signs you can look for.
0: Yeah, I think that's all helpful stuff. Well listen, coaches, maybe this challenged you a little bit. Maybe this uh, caused you to look inward about how you uh, teach your players and giving them the space to learn and the freedom to learn uh, before jumping over that line. Coaches, we appreciate you listening. I am Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Hardwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out.